Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's the most resilient parasite? Primetime with Isaac Insu. Can build cities. Can transform the world all the rules. That's what I'll be doing every single night. Which is why... No, 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 no! I have to steal it. What are you talking about, Willis? This is Primetime with Isaac and Sue. It's going to work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. The best in local, regional, and national sports. With no hidden agenda. Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? Ahoy! What up? Ah, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up, America? <laughs> what is up with yeah. you today? Weird day. Wednesday. Weird, weird Wednesday. We love our Wednesdays. We do love our Wednesdays. It's cold raining outside It here. sucks outside. Yeah, it's it not is, good. I was the a, cold rain. Would you rather have snow? Snow. Than this? Yeah. Really? Yeah. See, I don't mind, like, when you go to Bend when I lived in Colorado, I don't mind the sunny snow. Like, when it's, like, 30, you know, 30 degrees outside, 28, but it's, like, crisp and there's snow on the ground, but it's, you know, blue sky. I'll take that. Today is just, it's windy and it's butt cold and... <sighs> cold out there i was out there trying to hit golf balls today and it's just it's a ah. it's just kind of miserable ah. and you know now they're saying snow tonight yeah oh yeah possibly believe, believe me everyone at the range we were all uh we were all lamenting what was uh what was happening no one was happy well who could be happy with that news no you know no. guys no no, Ladies, it's a bit of a bit of a bummer. Well, I'm a little disappointed. Danny and Dusty didn't have me on to break down the Chris Holtman firing. Um, I was here, ready for them. You wanted to dig into that, but they did not put me on. No. Uh, so we're ready to break down the Chris Holtman firing. Do we feel bad for him and his 15 million dollars? Do you know who he is? I do. Did you know pick who he him is. out of the lineup? I couldn't. Well, after today, I could have. But if you would have asked me uh, before today to pick him out of a lineup, no, I could not have. So it's is where's Thad Mata when I need him? He's coaching at. <laughs> you. <laughs> he is coaching. He's coaching at. Is he? Is yeah. he coaching somewhere? Yeah, because I think I think the deal is that he replaced Chris Holtman when Chris Holtman replaced him. What? So am I wrong about that? When Mata got fired, when Thad Mata got fired. If you don't know who we're talking Mata about, might have stepped down. Holton is the head coach. At, well, was the Holtman. head coach Holtman? What did I say? You said Holton. Sorry. God. He was the, he was the head coach at Ohio State until today when they canned his ass, and now he gets fifteen point eight million dollars to not be the coach at Ohio State. Yeah, that's right. Thad Mata was the coach at Ohio State, and then I think he left. Thad Mata was good there. Yeah, very good. And now he coaches. Yeah, he coaches Butler, and I think Holtman came from Butler. Really. So it's like when you swap, like who was that? Was it the Yankees and the 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 the, the two guys, the Yankees and the Indians that swapped wives and families? 
Remember that? I've heard of that story, but I don't know who it was. I, I want to say it was the Yankees, but it might have been the Indians. But two, there was it was two players on the same team, and they started stooping each other's wives, and like they were like, I'm way happier. And so they just traded. They traded kids. They traded spouses and just, you know, hey, make yeah, it happen. Yeah, it was uh, Mike. So they were Yankee pitchers. Their names were Mike Kekich and Fritz Peterson. Yeah. It was and like in the 70s, a, right? 1973. They had a press conference in spring training to announce they had swapped wives. It's the And, and, and kids. And kids. It's yeah. the damnedest thing. Yeah. Go and, read about it. And you are right. Yeah, he came from yeah. Butler. Yeah. To Ohio State, and now he's uh, he's done. We're talking about Holtman here, so we'll get deep into the uh, the weeds here, and uh, you know we'll talk. You know, we're a Big Ten uh, program. Now. Hold on, the wives part seems <laughs> wild enough, but it's not the first time in history that two men have parted their ways with their women and ran into the other person's woman. The, swapping the kids—that part is insanity to well, me. Well, I think what happens is that in those sort of situations, the mom just keeps the kids. Yeah, and the mom always keeps the along. kids, especially like you back. You know, it's Jeez. the mom keeps the kids and so you're you know did the kids get a choice of this no they don't no their kids are stupid they yeah, don't they yeah. don't you just you Do make the you make like, the swap we're just gonna switch families and we don't care if our kids come with us real nice guys well i mean i'm sure occasionally <laughs> they got like a crisp five dollar bill and like yeah. a nerf football like on you know on, hey, it on was their the birthday. 70s it was a different, it was a different time. time it was a different, different time era yeah groovy man well the amazing thing is back in the day you could just start a new life like 10 miles away. Like, there was no internet. No one had to track anyone down. You're just like, I'm leaving. And then you'd move, like, two towns over and you could start your new life. It was different. That's a good point. You know, now it's it's harder. You can't just abandon a family. They will find you. But back in the 70s, oh, man, you could ditch that crap and not worry about it. Uh, one quick follow-up. Uh, apparently, there was a coach in between Chris Holtman and Thad Mata. Okay. Mata only just got to Butler last year. And uh, there was a guy by the name of Laval Jordan in between, and he did nothing. I don't remember him at all. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. it's Butler. But Chris <laughs> Holtman did a good job at Butler following the great Brad Stevens. Well, he apparently didn't do a good and enough job at Ohio that State. He into his Ohio State gig, which he did a pretty good job there, but now in these last two seasons, he yeah. has not been good. Yeah, you, you, you That's gone. my analysis. Well, he went 0-1 in the CTI, and you can't do that. Now, have you, you can't do that at Ohio State. And I was just kidding about Chris Holtman talk, but while we're talking about it, let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's get into the weeds. Um, have you seen the names popping up for the Ohio State gig? No, I have not. Is the brush part of it? No. I just was wondering if you were trying to go a local angle on that. Chip Kelly? <laughs> Chip, Chip hates. Hey, boy, if you think you hate college football recruiting, wait till you get to college basketball, because they're like 20 years ahead of it with this whole pay-for-play thing. No, what's funny is I was reading about who may follow him, because that's a hell of a job. You yeah, know, Ohio great State job. right there. Come on. And uh, the two, the first two names that popped up were Will Wade. He's he, the coach that got fired at LSU. And if you don't remember Will Wade, he's the coach who refused to get fired. Yeah, from LSU. Will Wade got yeah. suspended for the whole uh, FBI wiretap thing, and then Will Wade decided that he was unsuspended. He, they suspended him, and then he at a press conference and he goes, eh, "I'm done with this," and then he just came back. So his, I don't know what he's been doing, but he his name popped up, and Sean Miller, oh. the great. Speaking of another guy that got caught up in the same situation that Sean Will Miller. Wade got caught yeah, up like in. Yeah, like they go straight to those two guys. Uh, by the way, uh, the great Will Wade is now at McNeese. Oh, is he? Yeah. And where's Sean Miller? Maybe Xavier? Possibly. Wasn't he Xavier? I think so. I feel like he I feel like he was at Xavier, and I don't know if he's still there. But he was a 
Well, he was at Xavier the first time. I thought he went. I, I thought he went. went back. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, he's still there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because after Arizona, uh, yeah, he went back to Z- Xavier, and he's he's still there. So, in his luscious head of hair, you know who they should hire at Ohio State if they can get him, Tony Bennett. Yeah, that's who they should hire. I wonder if Tony Bennett would. Yeah, Ohio State, you, you take that if Ohio State comes calling, right? I don't know. It's a lot better than Virginia. Maybe his wife likes Virginia. No offense. Well, they have pretty trees. Wouldn't you rather? I've been to Virginia. Mm-hmm. I played a, a game. It's pretty there. there, right? That is sneaky. Yeah. Like uh, of all the campuses I've ever been on, that's sneaky top three. I went there when the Ducks played in Charlottesville with uh, Mariota, and it was a wonderful experience. That yeah. campus is gorgeous. Yeah. I walked around and was like, why? And it, like I did this a lot. To be fair, uh, I, there was a lot of like, why didn't I come here? Did this in San Diego, did it in Virginia, mm. a lot of places. I'm like, really? I, I, I came to Provo? A lot of good things happening down at Virginia. A lot of beautiful southern bells and lush green hills. And Well, anyway, know. the only reason I brought any of that up is to screw up your bingo cards. Yeah. Today. No one had that. Yeah, you didn't have that. If you had that. I didn't have that, and I'm on the show. <laughs> I didn't have it, and I make the show plan. Boy, that's how unpredictable this is. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, there's hot sports talk for you. Yeah. On a Wednesday, we love our Wednesdays. We do. Uh, we've got a Super Bowl final final today. Ooh. And that doesn't mean that it's final. That just means that if we talk about the Super Bowl again tomorrow, it will be the Super Bowl final final final. Well, anyone that's been out drinking uh, with some professionals, you know that there's no such thing as a final. Yeah, that's it's you can go to the final and the final final and the final final final. And then I don't know about you, but if we go to a secondary or a tertiary location, that restarts it, just in my opinion. If we have a final final and then we decide to go somewhere else and we pick up, that's not a final final. We've just started drinking again. And I haven't even gotten to the first final then. Wait. So I, if I wait, reset. Wait, wait. So if you have a final final. Yes. And everybody agrees this is the final final. Yeah. And you leave. Mm-hmm. And you go for one last, what I would call a final, final, final. Mm-hmm. You're saying that's now not even a final? When I switch locations, when I go to a secondary crime scene. What, what is this? In my opinion, this becomes like NFL overtime. And what did they say in the Super Bowl at the overtime? We're starting a new game. All of what happened during the first four quarters, that gets tossed out. And now we're in a whole new ball game. Because if I go to a secondary location, the chances of me just going there for one, no. And so I'm not getting into three and four finals. I just restart. Well, why wouldn't you then, if you have another one at the secondary location, you would call it the final, 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 final. No. So what happens is I go to the secondary location and I might just start drinking again. And then after one, if we're like, hey, we really need to shut this down, then I'll be like, okay, let's have a final. And then I have a second one. But I don't know about you, but a lot of times I go to that second location, I get that second wind. And maybe we have a couple before we decide we have to shut it down. It happens, which is why overtime and secondary locations are always dangerous. Mm. That's not how I operate. I don't subscribe to the final, final, final when I go to a different place. Well, that means that tomorrow, I don't know what we would call Super Bowl talk tomorrow. Yeah. If today's the Super Bowl final, final, (laughs) we don't know. We're going to fight about it. We might just start all over again. More Super Bowl. Ah. There's a lot to it. Niner players are Niner Niner players are apologizing. The Blazers now. are involved. The Blazers. Hey, that was a key loss last night. I got a little worried the there Blazers. in the third quarter. Another one. 
God bless oh, Ant. Oh, that was a lock. I got a little, ner- I got a little nervous there. You knew that. I, I, look, they weren't going to win that game. I didn't think so either. But you I'm know, going to that lake. Minnesota wasn't playing that well. And then uh, look, if Ant hadn't gone crazy, the the better Ant, as opposed to our Ant, uh, you know, they they needed that. So I just, I'm just saying, it was it was clutch. It was clutch last night. Well, I got another one coming up. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, with those same bros. <laughs> Let's go. But I tell you, for the good teams. The game right before the All-Star break can get a little dicey. Exactly, and that's you know? why I'm a little worried. And I don't know about anyone else, but I'm pretty sure me and Buck, I don't need the Timberwolves mailing it in right before and the Blazers stealing one. That's the sort of win that gets you a little nervous when you get to the end of the season. I'm going to do a quick math check here and get our pace for you. Yeah, please do that. Yeah, I think it's 23 and a half. Yeah, I think we're, we're, we're on pace for right now. Right now, we're, we're pretty good. I think we're right, like just like Rob said, a shy under 24, but you really? know I don't like that four-game wiggle room. Makes me nervous. That's better than a no-game wiggle room. I'll take it. True. But yeah, today we had a Niner come out and say that he only threw his other Niner under the bus because he was hungover. Yeah. Now I get... And he was being a bitch. Yeah, he was being a bitch, according (laughs) to him. He called himself a bitch. He called himself one, yeah. Now I get the I was drunk, but is hungover an excuse for being a bitch? No, I think he was alluding to the fact that he was just in a bad mood because he was hungover, and so that's what... He just kind of was like, dude, (laughs) F you. I, appre- fault. I do appreciate We've that. We've all he, been there. I do appreciate when someone can be like, you know what? I'm being a bit of a bitch. I think Merry I kind of act like a bitch when I'm hungover. Yeah. I can be that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you hey. just feel rotten, so you kind of hey. act rotten. I'm sorry. Anything that happens on the losing, if, if you get your heart ripped out in the Super Bowl, let's put it that way, anything that happens between players and coaches within the next, within 72 hours after it, it's acceptable. Yeah. yeah. It's going to, ha- it's yeah. just it, don't it, it, it read too much into it. <laughs> They're all pissed off. Yeah, it happens. High tea bros. Yeah, they you, get drunk. You got high you put high tea, some What do you booze. expect? Come on. It's not good. Well, guys. Wow. We're ready to go. So. There's that. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Hockey talk today. It was not a good night uh last night for my wings. I was just kidding. There's no hockey talk today. No? You don't want to talk about the big eight four loss? No. We gave up eight goals. Yeah, well, your goaltender sucks. Actually, he's one of the best in hockey. Not when he gives up eight goals. No, and he gave up five in the uh, third period. And I don't know about you, but that's that's not good. There was uh, it was one, and then another, and another, and another. And then it was just like that meme from The Simpsons. <laughs> Stop, he's already dead. Well, the poll question pertains to Kyle Shanahan, so I guess we jump right into Super Bowl Final Final. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless you want to go deep into this Oilers Wings game, I mean. Super Bowl final, final talk <laughs> next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. What's up? Welcome back. <laughs> it's Rob and Souk. I have to bring down my voice because uh, I'm going to talk about something sad. Mm. You use the, the news voice. Yeah, I hate it when news people do that. You got to. No, I don't think you do. Uh, are you a newsman? Yes. Well, then you better learn to use the quiet voice because it's no. universally recognized. I am the most noted of newsmen. Well, America you, loves me. Then you better use the quiet voice. And I do not drop my voice. A.K.A. the Garth Brooks voice. Talking about something sad. Well, Garth does it whenever he's talking about anything even remotely serious. Then he's got to come down here. Garth Brooks does? Yeah. Why does he do that? I don't know. I think it's to, if you're talking about something sad, I also think if you're talking about Jesus or like puppies or children, uh, you have to you have to bring it down here. Did you watch the Puppy Bowl? Uh, I didn't see any of the Puppy Bowl, no. I didn't, I didn't either. Well, again, now that I've cut the cord, uh, I tend to be a, a one, like, I yeah. was on Paramount Plus. You don't surf. And I just was, I was there. I, was, I, I didn't touch the remote the entire time. It's like, that's where it's at. Well, before we get to our poll question, there was a shooting today at yeah. the uh, Chiefs parade yeah. or the Chiefs, uh, yeah, parade celebration. Yeah, right after they all got off stage, there was a shooting. They're saying one person is dead, fifteen injured, uh, three in critical condition, two people taken into custody. There's some pretty wild videos. There's a uh, one video of. Uh, Basically, just a bunch of Chiefs fans taking down one of the shooters. Yeah, the guy was running. They they tackled him, and then there's another footage of of Wally's being tackled. You can see the gun coming out, and then the police get yeah. there, and the police are looking for the, the the gun. And and that dude, there's a close up of him. He looked young. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he looked. 13, 14 years old. He's got a hoodie on. He's got like an ET thing going for himself. It's it's really. Um, it's just I, I don't know I, I'm I'm waiting to to for, for details like was this was this a plotted thing was this a group of people that got into an argument and and shots rang out and right uh, I do it, think we need to wait because it it didn't seem like this was and it didn't look like AR-15s or anything assault rifles right. it looked like handguns so it wasn't a mass shooting in a sense of at least we don't know yet it was targeted. Yeah. Mass shooting of trying to kill as many people as possible. You know, which yeah. is where your mind goes. Yeah. We don't know that yet. Um, Does, it doesn't seem that way as of right now. But again, I there's so many. One, we we've gotten so good at this because we deal with them all the time. And there's just so much footage and so much information. And I, I've seen at least three different videos from people being like, "Oh, this is one of the people taken into custody." It turns out it wasn't. It was right. a guy that was just drunk from earlier well, that in the was, day. Yeah, there's other video of of a of two cops leading off a guy dressed in all red. He's a yeah. big white dude, bald guy, looks much like you, maybe yeah. insurrectionist style type guy. Yeah. And they're walking him off, and that video is making the rounds, but that apparently had nothing to do with the I guess shooting. the guy just was drunk yeah. and disorderly at the And you could tell parade. that would have nothing to do with the shooting because they're it's they're kind of treating him rather casually. Yes. It's not like, you yeah. know, I mean, yeah. come on, use your head. But yeah. anyway, we don't know. Uh, one person is dead, yeah. and they're still investigating. Uh, here is our poll question today. AAA Heating and Cooling Family Business, helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. It is uh, housed, our poll question, on X. Do you know X? Do you have an X account? That's where I saw this. Yeah, man, X. Yeah. I, st- I still call it Twitter, but you know. You're not supposed to. Well, I, it is. It's, it's Twitter. We're on X. It's Twitter for me. I'm Formerly on, Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Because when you go to the website, it's still Twitter.com. Oh, it is? Yep. 
Why isn't it x.com? Well, I think when you type in twitter.com, then it automatically redirects you to x.com. Right? I beg to differ because I'm looking at the uh, the address bar, huh? twitter.com. So. so x is fake news. Ooh. All right. Uh, at 1080 The Fan, uh, yesterday we asked you, which of the most recent sports dynasties did or do you dislike the most? Uh, the Patriots won that battle. Very close, though. 36% Patriots, 31% Warriors, 20% Chiefs, 13% San Francisco Giants. Mm. It's interesting that the Giants are so, uh, again, maybe without the dirt uh, buck influence. Because that really is the only reason I hate the Giants, is yeah, those no, two Yeah, nobody idiots. hates the Giants. Like, I that, do. That one was like, most people don't even remember them as a as a dynasty. I thought the Warriors... And I wasn't even trying to troll today. I, re- yeah, I, I swear I wasn't. stupid Giants hat. <laughs> well, he is a Giants fan. <laughs> Jerk. Uh, the, I thought the Warriors would win. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't. The yeah. Patriots. People hate the Patriots. People hate the Patriots. Yeah. I see why. Their run was too long and they cheat. Well, again, give the Patriots another Super Bowl or they make a couple more and this goes on for seven, eight, nine more years. And then we'll be right there hating the we'll be hating the chefs. Uh today's poll question is which best describes Kyle Shanahan's poor record in the biggest games? A bad run at the blackjack table or strategic gaffes and overthink? Hmm. Two options. Vote, vote hard. On X at 1080 the fan. It's it's bad run. It's bad luck. You know, I, right I, now it's about fifty fifty on that. Yeah, I'm not going to say that that Shanahan is the world's greatest, you know, clutch coach. But again, I, I was talking to my buddy this morning about this. We were having a little Super Bowl wrap up conversation, and I, I you can go to any Super Bowl, any one, and you can look at three or four plays that have nothing to do with the head coach and nothing to do with the quarterback. And if if those plays and some of them are just dumb luck, and if they go a certain way, then we change the narrative. Like Jim Kelly's probably viewed as the biggest Super Bowl loser of all time. Well, my God, if Scott Norwood, which has nothing to do with Jim Kelly, if he's a foot to the left, then we don't talk about Jim Kelly as a loser, even though he still would have lost three. Right? I mean, there's there's just so many. And so when I look at Shanahan, he didn't cause Jimmy Garoppolo to overthrow Sanders. He didn't, he didn't, the Chiefs fumbled five times and only lost one of them. Kyle Shannon didn't have anything to do with, with the ball hitting a guy in the ankle and McLeod refusing to fall on it. He didn't have, I mean, I guess you could say he had something to do with that O-line blown assignment, but that was a guy not executing. That guy came out today and said, I went against the scheme and played on instinct and I should have followed the scheme. That was the damnedest thing. At least he said that. The Buford. Uh, Spencer Burford. Yeah, Burford. Yeah. The the right guard came out and was like. The guy who got thrown under the bus by his teammate. Yeah. He just was like, yeah, it's it's me. He goes, I should have fanned out. I should have taken it. Yesterday they were pointing fingers at each other. Yes. Correct. And today. He just owned it. Is he the one that called himself a bitch? No, no, no. So the, the one. Feliciano came out and said, if the guy who's supposed to block him blocks him, then we're fine. And Burford came on. He's the one who missed the assignment and said, wow, I can't believe you're taking shots at me out here like that. And he said, sorry, I woke up hungover and I was being a bitch. And then Burford goes, well, yeah, I mean, I made the wrong play. I didn't follow the scheme and I followed my instinct instead. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just I mean, that's just bad ball. And Shanahan had nothing to do with it. No, I, I didn't like the call to begin with. But, you know, again, if the right guard does what he's supposed to do, I still think the tackle screwed up too. Anytime you're facing pressure, you pick up inside out. If there's going to be a free rusher, you let him come from the outside. And if they do that, it's a touchdown. Shannon didn't have anything to do with that. So to sit here and say that, you know, that, that he can't win the big one, it's just it's just absurd. It's so stupid. Well, I don't think anyone said that. It's I a bad what, run. What they're saying is, um, you know, it's not just one game either. It's it's three. Yeah. Two Super Bowls and then OC of the biggest... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> biggest blown lead in the history. Well, I'll of the tell Super you Bowl. what, twenty-eight-three is bad. But I, I go to his. I'm I'm just taking his two Super Bowls, and 
I'm not saying that he's the like, again the greatest coach in the world, uh, but he's a damn good coach. Uh, I think he's one of the better offensive minds. I do think at times he gets too cute. Uh, like I said, I, I didn't love either one of the calls there on third down. Um, but again, Kyle Shanahan has forgotten more about offensive football than I'll ever know. And what did them in in those games isn't necessarily Shanahan's fault. So I'm going with bad run okay. at the blackjack table. Oh, and by the way, his two, well, actually three Super Bowl losses, they're against arguably the two greatest quarterbacks of all time. That is so true. again, that is I'm true. I'm gonna say bad run. And maybe two of the greatest coaches of all time. I'm gonna say bad run at the at the I table. I think I might. That's a tough one. Great job by me. Um, I'm gonna. I think he does overthink stuff. Like I, I agree with everything you said, but I think both things can be true, sure. right? Like he's really good, but at the same time, he's made some some big gaffes, and I think he gets he can get in his own way and overthink things. So I'd probably vote that way. Sure. But I do think he's capable, fully capable, and they are fully capable of winning a Super Bowl here within the next, you know, five, six, seven years, however long they have him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, vote. Uh, we want you to vote hard. The other thing that happened today, before we get to super hot audio now, in our next segment, I have Steve Spagnolo audio. Yeah. You ever well, heard him talk? Uh, I have heard Spags a time or two, although he is, ever since the, the whole Rams debacle, he has just quietly gone about his business and is putting together a resume that you're going to start putting him in the greatest defensive coordinators of all time. He's rocketing up that list. I have never heard him talk before, at least not. I didn't realize he sounded that uh, maybe like Jersey and Italian. He's very East Coast. Yes, he is. Spagnuolo. Hey. Hey. (laughs) So he was on with Baldy. like the look. Some guy named uh, Catatoni (laughs) and Baldy. Brian Baldinger and then some other... Yeah, whoever Philly did. Brian dude. Baldinger, Odyssey Insider. Whoever does the show with Baldy. And uh, it was really good. So I, I have a clip of that, uh, which we'll play next. But the other thing you need to know today is that the Niners, uh, Shanahan fired Steve Wilkes. Yeah. The defensive coordinator got turfed. Yeah. Well, again, and this was like a day after he said he expected the staff to be back. It, 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 and we'll see if more details come out. But, you know, Shanahan called some timeouts to kind of second guess. Um Wilkes and it just it, it, from from reading between the lines, it we so- saw the stuff on the headset even on the, yeah, in the game. It, it, it sounds as if maybe they just you know there wasn't a great fit there, and there wasn't, uh, and they weren't bad defensively. But also, those are big shoes to fill when you go from Robert Sala to Ryan's. I mean, that's 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 tough, and and, and they were fine. They were they were a good defense, but uh, certainly in the postseason, they left something to be desired. I thought they played a nice game against Kansas City, but. When the four final drives are touchdown, field goal, field goal, touchdown, and you none of your pressures got home. Meanwhile, on the other side, you're watching Spags bring pressure, and you have a total inability to pick it up. You know, I, I I see where he's coming from. I do too, and I I could see you you could see that the disagreement was apparent, but at the same time, the other way to look at it is. You just held Patrick Mahomes to 19 points in the Super Bowl in regulation. That should be enough for this team. Well, but it's like when when Ohio State and Michigan play. You can win 11 games, yeah. but, boy, you better win that one. Yeah. And, look, yep. in the biggest moments in that game, his, the, the defense didn't come through. Well, and, I mean, like Buck said, we saw Shanahan and Wilkes getting after it on the headset. Yep. And you yep. could tell that was, <laughs> that was contentious on that final drive. And so uh, that doesn't shock me. I didn't oh. think Wilkes was that good for them. Uh, you know, and they did have some injuries, but they're – I don't know. They're in the playoffs. Their defense should have been better. Agreed. And so, um, are you ready for the Brandon Staley era in San Francisco? <laughs> Is he going to be because the... he's still out there. Yeah, and well, he's good defensive he, coordinator. Well, I, I would like to point out for anyone whether it's 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 Staley or, or whatever failed head coach that that they end up getting, 
and and everyone's ready to rake them over the coals. I would like to point out that Spags was one of the worst head coaches we've seen in 15 or 20 years with the Rams. And just because you're a crappy Norv Turner, like just because you're a crappy head coach does not mean that you can't be a great coordinator. So I, I just you got to be careful with the failed head coach, and then we 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 yell and scream when someone gets hired. Brandon Staley may have run a crap defense with the 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 Chargers. There's a reason why he got that job in the first place. He was highly thought of. Just don't make him your game management coach. No, well, and keep in mind that Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, Nick Saban, all still out there for the Niners. So. There's all that. And by the way, Spags is a Boston guy. Uh, we got our Boston. He's, yeah. he's Massachusetts. a Boston guy. We got, we got, the, we got the East Coast mixed, mixed up. And yeah, that is true. I mean, when all, you're out West, you, you kind of lump them they're all. They're all the same. Yeah, you lump them all. But they're together. not. They they speak very differently. Yeah. Philly, Boston, New York, yeah, very yeah. different. The Boston got to drop the Oz. <laughs> They'd know. all be offended if the, you got them confused, too. Yeah, well. Philly, you got to drink they're the a, water. They're offended. The at water. It. They're offended at everything. Baltimore, it's Baltimore. East Coast, East Coast. There's some. There, I think they have extra tea in the water. They're very, uh, they're very aggressive back there. All right, you're going to hear from Spags, and then uh, some other audio that we pulled for our Super Bowl final, final. Continuing next on the fan. Here's Buck. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, well, somehow it's Wednesday after the Super Bowl and we're still talking about the Super Bowl. But that that's how it goes. Well, there's a lot to... to to break down, I mean, a lot of times you get these games and they're not great games. And, you know, what are you going to talk about? One team kicked the other one's ass. But, you know, this game in particular, um, not only was it close and, and there's so many unique plays to kind of to break down, but I think the two third downs, especially from a, a scheme and schematic standpoint, I think it's really, really interesting. Okay, well, I th- I thought of you when I pulled this audio. I, I saw, I, I don't listen to a lot of sports podcast mm-hmm. but i did see it came across uh, my timeline because adam Schefter tweeted it out yeah and it was brian baldinger and some other guy and they're talking to steve spagnola mm-hmm. the chief's defensive coordinator steve spagnola yes and of course the text line yelling at us that he is not from boston he is from central massachusetts yeah and someone's yeah people so can... now that we have that squared away <laughs> 
because that's important. We can all move on. Not New York, not Boston. He's from Worcester, for God's sake. He's an East Coast guy, okay? With a, with a thick accent. That's the point. And terrible hair. <laughs> um, he he was on, and Ballinger's really good. Yeah, he does a good. If job. you wanted, if you like the X's and O's, mm-hmm. you like that. He's great. Yeah. Um, but he's also you like that. You like that. I don't know if you don't like the X's and O's, or you get a little. Sometimes you can just get a little tired head listening to these guys. <laughs> it's just like, dude, oh my god. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Spagnola was on there, and I wanted to hear what that sounded like. Okay, so it's about an hour long. We will not be, and playing. we will play the whole thing right now. <laughs> I'm going to go to the we'll bathroom. We'll be back in an hour. Be back in a bit. No, uh, it's an hour long, and I and I and I sat through the whole thing. I would say that if you wanted to hear the whole thing, it is worth a listen, uh, particularly the first 25 minutes. Okay. It's pretty good. It's football porn, man. Like because yeah. Spags will he he knows these two guys. You can obviously tell he's he's buddies. He's very comfortable with them, and he tells them everything, and they ask good questions. Uh, the last half, it, it you know, it kind of fizzles, and they talk about some other stuff. But uh, the first twenty five minutes, you know, really good about what Spags was thinking going into the game. Uh, a couple of things. One, he said, and I think these are main, just overriding takeaways. He said, and we talked about this yesterday. His cornerbacks allow him to do things that he can't normally do. Yeah, when you have Snead and McDuffie, and and we, we normally they say in the NFL when you get one. You can you can do a ton because it allows you to just say, hey, we're going to take away a quarter of the field. But when you've got both, it does. It is the ultimate luxury uh, in the NFL when when you've got a couple of these guys, and they do. So they they're loaded, yeah. and so that's the first thing. When you get a coordinator who is getting accolades like this, yeah. he can't do what he's doing without great rosters. No, because when you when you bring pressure like he does, especially against a, a team with really good receivers. You better have some corners to cover your ass on the backside, and or you're that's gonna, what he said. Or you're going to look foolish. He said those two guys allow me to do so much stuff that I couldn't normal. I just couldn't do. So they were playing man on the outside. He said uh, Kittle really scared them. This is pregame. Yeah. You know, he's like as he's prepping for the game. He said Kittle really scared them, but they actually did a pretty good job on him. Kittle did nothing. And then he said that Brock Purdy's legs scared him, but coming off of games against Tua, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson, he said they were they were ready for that. Yeah. He said he didn't know anything about Brock Purdy's. They just don't don't see him being in the other conference, and he was like, "Wow!" He he was surprised by his uh, his his ability to get mobile, particularly late in the Lions game, you know. And so he said that scared the the daylights out of him. But he he was. In other words, he he sort of alluded to the fact that they that Purdy and the Niners let him off the hook because he didn't really run. No, and they never they never involved Kittle at all. No, well the Kittle, yeah, that's a whole another thing. But um, they just those were the things that that scared him. And of course, number one, he is just one of those old schools. Let's stop the run first. That's yeah. we are going to sell out to stop the run. That allows me to play if I can play man on the corners. I can I can get in there and and bottle up McCaffrey. Yeah. Kittle scares me, but we've got to ha- our guys got to, you know, watch him and go underneath him, and then you know, just all these things go together. Um, he he said that he he alluded to the fact that they were feeling pretty good about their matchup, and it's mainly due to his players. Yeah. I mean, he knows he has a damn good team. Okay, so it comes down to, and they talk about a lot of stuff before they get to this, but I just clipped this one part, and it is. Uh, them asking about third and four. Okay, so let's take you to the two-minute warning. The uh, score is tied, 16-16. 16-16. The Niners are driving. 
It is third and four. I don't remember what yard line, but they're in field goal range in Kansas City territory. Mid-20s, maybe. Two-minute uh, two warning hits. Everybody rolls off to their own sidelines, and it's just game. a critical play in the game. Yeah, because if, if they pick up this third down, there's two timeouts left, no two-minute no two warning. Essentially, the, the Niners can bleed the clock to basically zero and kick a field goal and, and win the game. So just to refresh your memory on what happened, they come out of the timeout. Uh, Kansas City gets a free rusher. The corner uh, blitzes, and Purdy has to hurry and throw it and inter- uh, incomplete, and they kick the uh, field goal to go up 19-16. Um, and that allowed the Chiefs to drive down. Had plenty of time to drive down. They got three, not seven, and went to overtime. So here is uh, here is him talking about what he was thinking on that play call. That call, Steve, like what are you thinking in that situation right there? Well, I, I can tell you guys, uh, t- I'll tell you two things about that play because you're my guys, right? <laughs> they, that, that was a fourth down stopper. In other words, that was on my call list to stop a critical fourth down because I felt that's what that was. Yes. Right. Now, it is. I wasn't sure what Kyle would do. I, mean, I guess he had to kick it, right? Because you couldn't. Yes. I mean, at that point, right? So to me, it was a fourth down play. So I was on that fourth down list. If, if I'm being perfectly honest, I had a different call called. <laughs> but for, there was a, I don't know if they called a timeout or there was a stop. It was a two-minute warning, Steve. Yeah. Well, that's what it was, two-minute warning. And so in the midst of it, I got on the headset with uh, Nick. So I can't I can't remember what the first call was, but it wasn't a it wasn't a zero pressure. It was either we were either doubling two guys or or it was a different pressure. I can't remember. But I said, Nick, how do you feel about and I gave him the other call. And when now here's what I do. Like I believe that when you present that to players, I look for the reaction and how it comes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they're oh, absolutely Let's they, do they'll, that. They'll, they'll, the body that language conviction. tells you how much they love it, Steve. Exactly. And wow. so when I when I radioed into Nick, I was looking right at him. It was immediate. Yes, yes. Then he gave me the signal, and I knew exactly what he wanted. And so we changed the call. We put a whole we put another group in and substituted. Actually, I thought they went in there too early because I didn't want to let San Francisco know. Yeah, yeah. Was coming. But they were so jacked up to go in there. I got another group. Willie, Willie went in and. Uh, Somebody else, I can't remember what the whole substitution was. But my point is, is when you have confidence in your guys that they know what they want, that makes all the difference in the world. And when I saw the reaction by Nick, and I trust Nick more than anybody, uh, I, I knew that that's the call we should go with. And if you if you win with it, great. If you don't, at least we knew we had the best call. And, of course, Nick is Nick Bolton, the yeah. linebacker. So I thought that was pretty interesting that, yeah. you know, that's how that went down, <laughs> is that he wasn't going to call that, but no. he – he switched it up, and, and, and Bolton and, signed off on it. Again, isn't this crazy how, I'm not going to say random. Sort of serendipitous. Right? right? Like Didn't I, really and, draft it up or and, draw and, it up that way. And I love that Spags is being honest, as opposed to, well, I clearly knew, and I did this and this, and I was. Well, know, he said, you're my guys. You're my guys. I'm going to tell you the truth here. <laughs> that was that was Although nice. Although he's from Boston. Sorry, Central yeah, Massachusetts. Central Sorry. Massachusetts. Sorry. Oh, my God. But, you know, it's, it's another one of those where. Because on both of the the big third downs, they didn't bring more than than San Francisco could pick up. They brought six, and San Francisco had six blockers. And again, they're going to go back, and they had Kittle in the in the backfield. And you know, Kittle's a hell of a blocker, but Kittle doesn't pick up blitzes. You know, standing back there in the shotgun formation. And this is going to be another one. I'll I'll go to my grave when they watch the film. 
why on earth that the O-line didn't slide to the left or why Kittle didn't move over or why Purdy didn't move him over? Because when you look at that, pre-snap, there is no way. There is no way that you should, at that level, that you should not see McDuffie and realize that that is a pressure look from that side versus the other. Like when when you look at at the way that formation is balanced, and you look at at the two guys, the two linebackers, or the two slot guys that could come, um, you know, the corner on one side and the safety on the other, it is clear. I mean, clear as day that McDuffie is the one. So either Purdy has to go hot off that, or you have to move as an O lineman, or easy. All Kittle had to do, or all Purdy had to do was just adjust George Kittle to go over and pick that up, and Ayuk is wide open, and I mean wide open. And it, that's the difference. That's the difference between winning Super Bowls and not is those sorts of recognition because the center didn't pick it up. Now, I did a little deeper dive in this, and they are saying that in Shanahan's system, the quarterback is not a guy that can call protections. That is not on Brock Purdy. So at least I've heard that from two separate people to say they don't put that on the quarterback, that there's there's schemes in place and it is up to the O-line and they do a simple number count. And if that's the case, then maybe that is, again, having a young quarterback. But George Kittle is a all-pro, uh, he's an all-pro tight end. And you, you have to be able to pick that up. Or if you're Brock, you have to realize that as soon as you see McDuffie coming, that's the hot route. So there was, you could make the argument on that play, there were three failures. Center, quarterback, Kittle, all there. So if you want to put the blame, it's not as simple as saying, well, it's on one guy. There's three guys that all could have changed the fate of that Super Bowl, and none of them did. Center makes a different call. Kittle comes over and picks up McDuffie, or Purdy recognizes, oh, crap, he's coming. Because why Brock Purdy, once he sees that slot coming, why he tries to throw to the outside slant? Because, and you'll see Ayuk, and I think this is the other reason why you're seeing Ayuk kind of be a little, uh, a little, a little salty. One, he was wide open in the end zone in overtime, and you see the moment he comes off the ball, McDuffie's already coming. Ayuk's already putting his hand up because it is known that if if you see a slot, if you see a corner blitz, you as a receiver immediately turn it into a slant, and you know the ball has to come out right there. And when you watch him. You, his head immediately turns, and, and he sees it. And if he sees it, no offense, but Brock has to see it. Yep. And I, I've That seen, ball has to come out. I've seen that play mic'd up now with through the NFL films or whatever, and I also see Shanahan screaming for, uh, McCaffrey. for McCaffrey yeah. to get the ball. But I think that took too much time, right? Well, McCaffrey's not. It, it, it's, yeah. he, he may in that moment, but when you look at it, McCaffrey he was, wasn't the option. He wasn't the option. That ball should have come out immediately to Ayuk because – McDuffie coming didn't shock Purdy. It was coming right at him. So it wasn't like a blindside thing. He just, he reacted too slow. And that's, and and that half a millisecond, that's the difference between winning the Super Bowl and and not winning it. But I think you see Ayuk, he realizes that he was wide open on two plays that could have, one would have won them the Super Bowl. The other one at least wouldn't have, it would have prevented them from losing it. And I think that's why you see him being, Look, he's kind of being a bitch right now. If you're being honest about it, hundred like, like percent. He's that he's being ridiculous. Okay, so the second part of this answer, um, so we cut it into two. We will we'll play it next when we come back from break. But I think it's a really telling thing about the Chiefs what Spag says about his team, and it's kind of one of those things that you just don't and can't quantify. 
about why the Chiefs are so good, Spags uh, talks about that in the second part of the answer. And I'll play that for you uh, next. So stick around. It is 3.50 on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, we're listening to uh, Steve Spagnuolo talk to Brian Baldinger on a podcast. Uh, we played uh, his thoughts on, um, he was just kind of telling us what that call was on the third and four at the two-minute warning last Seggy. Now, the second part of this answer I think is very telling as to why the Chiefs, part of why the Chiefs are so good. And this is uh, about a minute and 15 seconds, and um, it's, it's in regards to just empowering players. Yeah. I feel like when you do that, especially with a player like Nick, who's as dialed yeah. in, buttoned yeah. up, you know, pre- preparation, the whole thing, yeah. is that it empowers the players. No They're question. like, you're calling it, but it's, it's, it's their game. It's their call yeah. as much as it is your call off your sheet. Right. Well, they, and we did that at halftime, like the, you know, the two, three or fourth, you don't make that many changes, but the two or three key things. And we had plenty of time. You guys know it's a 29 yeah. minute halftime, right? So you're in there forever, but when I sat with him, I said, how do you guys feel about this? Now, first I run it by Nick and some of the safeties, right? And then I get the whole group. And and generally, none of them will ever nod and say no, you know, because they believe <laughs> in everything, right? But but you can tell by uh, their reactions. And a couple of few things that we were doing, they were all in. And they've been that way all year. I mean, I, you guys, have, I think we talked about this last time. This is the highest number of high IQ players I've ever been working with on a daily basis in the course of a game and it makes all the difference in the world because you can't always do that you know we haven't been doing this thing a long time and if there's you know if two or three of your key guys are just not you know the great players right they can run they can but they're not quite you just got to be careful Uh, but we didn't have to do that with this group I thought that's pretty telling. Yeah. You know, absolutely. and maybe a shot at some of those dum dums on the old Giants teams <laughs> <laughs> or somewhere else he's been. I don't know. He's, for the record, Steve Spagnolo is the f- is the first coordinator ever to win four Super Bowls. Yeah. I mean, like I said, he is building a resume of one of the great coordinators of all time. And, you know, and some people are going to, you know, fire back and be like, well, you're still a coordinator because you're a crappy coach. I think he went 11 and 41 as head coach. But, I mean, just the Rams. Uh, he was the Rams, and then I think he was the interim guy for the Giants, and he like he went like one in five. It wasn't uh, well. He's a guy. It seems like you want his brain on the defense. Exactly. I don't want him messing with anything else. No, just just, just sit there. But I mean, he he talks about it. You know, the the idea of having intelligent players, and you know, it was a Deion Sanders that talked about he wanted like defenders from broken homes, and that's such a stupid like analogy that you want these animals on defense that don't think and. I mean, sure. Like, there's there there's stories of Junior Seau who couldn't 
you know, couldn't read a defense to save his life, but he just freelanced out there in Lawrence Taylor. And sure, you give me a Lawrence Taylor or Junior Seau, I don't need them to play within the scheme. But for the most part, I want intelligent players across the ball. And yes, it does allow you to get input for them or from them. It allows you to take more chances. I mean, it's just, and so when you, you get a, a brilliant mind to go along with an intelligent squad with absolute horses where you need them. This is where you get Super Bowl type defenses. And I think these are more complete defenses than he had in, in New York. Now, in, in with the Giants, his defensive line was just that good. And and that allowed him to do different things. And but this is such a good balanced defense with with players at all three levels. And uh I think it was interesting to to hear him him talk about, you know, just like why they were able to do that. And make no mistake about it. You can sit here and we can pat Mahomes this to death. Their last two Super Bowl wins, it's more on the defense than it is the offense. I mean, it's it's a great team effort, and Brady has plenty of these that are that are defensive championships. These last two Chiefs are are the the, the defense, and then Mahomes being Mahomes when they need him to be. But like as as Buck said, what nineteen points? If, That's if, pretty good. If pretty you're good the, holding them to that. If you're the Niners and you go into that game, you say, hey, we're holding them to 19 points. You're like, we're winning this you gotta game. you got to think you can get 21 or 24, something like that. But no, because, you know, Spags and, and his group held them to it. And, uh, again, in, in overtime, there was a bend but don't break philosophy. They were getting shredded on that, that overtime drive. The 49ers had pulled their head out of their ass and were just like, okay, we're going back to tight end, fullback, motion, ram it down your throat, play action pass, and they were hot knife through butter until they weren't, until they got him in a third down situation and Spags dialed it up again. And, you know, when when on the other side of the ball and, and when Wilkes had Mahomes on fourth and one when he had him in third and three, Mahomes converted every single time. And that's, you know, that's the difference between Kansas City's defense and their coordinator and why the Niners don't have a Super Bowl and why they need a defensive coordinator right now. All right, we have more audio. As our Super Bowl Super Bowl final final continues next, uh, we're going to hear them react to uh, Dre Greenlaw going down. That's a killer. Uh, the Kelsey brothers, um, their podcast came out today, and they're talking about the overtime sitch, yeah. which is very interesting to hear uh, Travis Kelsey's thoughts on that. Well, it was interesting to hear Travis Kelsey today. He shouldn't be allowed in front of a microphone <laughs> when he's been Oh, drinking. I think he should. <laughs> think, he was housed. Wow. Yeah, well, he just won another title, yeah. man. Give the guy a break. Yeah, people said if you were Party. worried about him having too much beer, he was carrying around a bottle of Don Julio 1942, and he was going hard at it. Holy jeebus. So we'll get to uh, that as we wrap up the Super Bowl next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 